Happy Monday, all my Liberty Kitty Cats out there who have been listening over the years, or maybe it's your first time. Either way, thanks to all you, because I would have not done this if it were not for you guys, if it were not for the people that reach out and say that they've listened to the show, been affected by the show, if it were not for the download numbers that tell me, yes, in fact, more and more people are coming on, are listening to Lions of Liberty, are talking about these ideas, uh, I would not be here doing 500 episodes. I can tell you that for sure. So thanks to each and every one of you for your support, of course, especially to our patrons that got to hear this entire show live, raw, and uncensored. Actually, they got to see the entire show. They got to see the live stream of this show. So our patrons are, of course, the lifeblood of Lions of Liberty. Thanks to all of you. To learn more about that, head over to patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. Before we get into the show, I just want to tell you, this is a long one. It's so long that I broke it up into two parts. The first part is when, let's say, I have a little bit more of my faculties about me. We've got a couple special guests that are going to be appearing. That will be part one. And later today, I'm going to be airing part two, which is a little more, well, it's a lot crazier. It's a lot drunker, but on my end anyway, and a lot more wild of an experience. Uh, so I have two two shows essentially for you today. Two 500s, two episode 500s, the show that was so big that it couldn't be contained in one episode. Before we get into it, I just have a very special word from Dr. Ron Paul. Hello, and congratulations to the Lions of Liberty podcast for reaching 500 episodes. The Liberty Movement needs as many committed individuals as possible to spread our message of voluntarism and peace. 500 episodes proves to me that the Lions of Liberty are committed. Keep up the great work and always remember to have fun. empower people with not just the philosophical tool, but the inspiration to break free from the system. Welcome to the flagship Lions of Liberty podcast, your weekly dose of education, inspiration, and real-world application from the top minds in the liberty movement. If you want liberty, we need to be better leaders, better husbands, better fathers, better friends, better businessmen. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, they said it would never last, but last it apparently has 500 episodes, at least just just from this guy alone. Uh, of course, we have many, many episodes uh, beyond that here on the Lions of Liberty feed. But hello to our longtime listeners, new time listeners, and especially to those watching live. Those are, of course, our patrons in the Lions of Liberty pride, uh, the people who have funded the show, supported the show over the years, and helped us achieve exactly what we've achieved. Because I don't know about uh, you, specifically Brian. Brian McWilliams is here, by the way. He is uh, the host of Electric Liberty Land. Hello, I'm Brian. here. Sorry, I was distracted. I've got a picture of Joe Biden up behind me on my virtual background, and I was pulling, he's pointing, and I was pulling his finger. And because he's an old man, I was making a little fart noise to entertain myself. Because, you know, he's got to be very flatulent. Have I bored you that much already? Is this, is this I'm just, to? it's not that you're boring me. It's that how can I not? Look at this. You see what I'm doing here? That's pretty there you go, Joe. It's lie. hilarious. Okay. <laughs> uh, while I'm introducing people, these are two of the people that I guess I go f as far back as you can go with uh, both in life and, um, well, I guess I could go further back. I didn't know you until I was 18, but who, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't have friends from when I'm in kindergarten. Do you guys? Are you guys friends with people you were friends with when you were really small? My one friend, yeah, my my uh, friend Ben, I've known since we were oh, like yeah, toddlers. Best 
Best friend Ben, yeah. Best friend Ben I've known forever. Otherwise, I think most of the people are high school that I became friends with. Okay. Howie, what Got about a cu- couple first grade friends. Howie Snowden, first grade friends. Okay. Yeah. Not bad, not bad. Uh, but I feel the most important friends you make are the friends you make in the college years when you've somewhat become an adult. You've shed uh, a little bit of your childhood, and that is where I know both of these gentlemen right here from, uh, both of which have been a big part of my Liberty journey. It did actually start with Howie, so I think I have recanted this many times on the show throughout the years, Howie, but since you're here, since you're not too drunk just yet, by the way, I'm going to need to know what you guys are drinking. I'm, I'm drinking a couple things, because this is the 500th episode extravaganza. This is going to be a... a Long extravaganza that is by the time it airs, I don't even know how it's how it's going to come out. If I'm going to edit it, how I'm going to edit it, who knows? But you know who's going to know everything? The people in the pride because they're getting the live unedited stream with video and all. But I'm drinking this uh, Mulholland Distillery American whiskey here um, because it's 500 episodes. I'm drinking whiskey tonight, kids. And nice, nice. Let's see. A wild little thing, slightly sour ale. I'm balancing out the the manly drink with the, not quite so manly, but very delicious. It's an alcoholic chaser. That works. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. So I'm having a good time. What about you, Brian? I am drinking, uh, I figured being the 500th episode, I stuffed my own blue cheese olives. For some reason, it's like cutting out with the green screen, but I've got blue cheese stuffed olives and I'm drinking a uh, a martini. So I'm classic. A little dirty martini for the show. Even though I got quite drunk watching the Super Bowl, because we're recording this right after the Super Bowl, fourth wall, you can cut that part out if you want, and uh, felt nah. uh, not great. Not great all day. Still don't feel great. <laughs> I feel worse than Paul than uh, Patrick Mahomes after sucking ass. I think he feels fine, to be honest with Blue you. cheese well, is probably. great, though. I, I wish I was drinking what Brian was drinking. I've just got some dogfish head sequent ale, and when I'm done with that, I'll probably drink some mingling. Blue cheese is great, and while nice. we're uh, while we're talking to people about their drinks, we may as well bring our first guest. He's not really our first official guest. We have some more official guests coming soon, but uh, any minute now, it appears we're going to be joined by our official, unofficial legal counsel. Now, for those people that are in the Lions Liberty Pride, which is everybody watching live right now, you know that the man you're probably about to hear from in some form is always having technical difficulties, whether with his, his camera, <laughs> his headphones, the input, the output, uh, what have you. So even though he's currently joining the waiting room, joining the Zoom meeting, who knows when we actually hear from him. So uh, while we wait, Howie, why don't you just recant as, as best as you can remember the first recant? Is that even, is that even the term? No, that's recant like, is wait. when you take something back, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't, uh, you don't want to recant. You want to recap, uh, recant, recount, recount, possibly recant. recount. Yeah. I did, I did one, not. One thing I have not learned Mark to Liberty. I did not spread these uh, ideas around him. You did not? You had nothing to <laughs> I, do with I recant, I recant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After seeing what's become of this, this terrible show, how he recants every, uh, any affiliation that has existed. No, yeah, I was just uh, lucky to know the great Dr. Ron Paul when I was younger, and he planted that seed in me, and all the drunken conversations in college, I guess it stuck with Mark, too. It's like one of those things, you know, it's almost a little more detail, but I know we've told the story so many times. I don't want to bore the listeners. (laughs) (laughs) We have Howie, we have thousands and thousands of new listeners in the last year. That's not an exaggeration. That is true. A lot of people that that don't know the whole history. That's the whole point. This is going to be a little bit of a retrospective. This this is your life on uh, myself and Lions of Liberty. All right. Well, so when I was a junior in high school, I was a congressional page, uh, worked on the House floor. Now I'm going to get the three hour version. Look what I've done. <laughs> <laughs> now, and, I mean, I was a three minute version. I wasn't political at all. So I was just kind of listen. What do Republicans say? What do Democrats say? And, you know, I would hear them speak on the House floor every day. And it just all seemed like a bunch of bullshit, except for when Ron Paul was speaking like 
And uh, it, and it sounds corny. We said it like a million times. But, like truth has like a different ring to it. You could like tell he believed what he was saying, and it was true. And it was not what other Republicans were saying. And um, I met him a few times. He gave me like some books he wrote, and from then on, I was libertarian. And you know, you know, libertarians they can't shut up about it, especially when you're drinking. So in college, many nights when <laughs> we're often drinking a, a lot, or what have you, yeah. Mark and everybody got to hear my drunken libertarian rants then, just like we all hear my drunken libertarian rants now. It's uh, it never ends. Yeah, and now other people get to hear them. That's the weirdest yeah. part. That's that's all that really happened. That's all Lions of Liberty ultimately is. It's taking what we talked about in college and then hitting record. And we're a little bit older, hopefully wiser. Who knows? Pretty much. Well, it's like you were talking with that. You did that that show with Thad Russell, and you were talking about listening back to your first episodes and how you change. You know, like your views change, your understanding changes, your philosophy changes a little bit, how you approach stuff changes. So it's interesting to think about where we would have been in college talking about these topics uh, versus today. And uh, I like to think about the way how we would have converted people. It's kind of like you know the subliminal tapes that teach you how to speak French. Where you, you're more or less ignoring it, but it kind of worms its way in after a while. I think that was probably how he's drunken babbling in college. And it just wormed its way in. And then eventually we were like, eh, what's this liberty thing we've been hearing about? And how he's like, I've been telling you about that for years. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, I'll be honest. I don't actually remember the story. I've told the story a million times, but it's it's from just the knowledge that it happened. I don't actually remember the day that, that you told me about Ron yeah, Ball yeah, or I, anything I just, at all. I, just, I, just honestly, I, I don't remember any of this either, but I, fact, I know you, you tell me I gave you a Harry Brown book. I'm sure I did. I don't have it anymore. None of this happened. That, like, that this physical. is all a group, a group imaginary. You know, it's like a psychotic episode that somehow we all shared. There, is, here. there is evidence of this because that very book supposedly anyway, worked its way into the hands of John Odermatt when I gave it to him when we were in our 20s and I was first introducing him to uh, the Ron Paul uh, Liberty Ideas. And I believe he still has that book. So, because Tyler also has a copy that we signed, but that's not the that's not the yeah, that was historical we, uh, copy. Yeah. That, that was the replacement Liberty. that I got because I never got the one I gave you back. All right, you didn't? No. And I, have, I now have never a, will now. About a month ago, I got a third copy of it for myself. But by the way, was Mark's book, by the uh, way, pre- is how I found freedom in an unfree world. There you go. Was your prediction about Rico deadly accurate or is oh, he, yeah, just, no, he just not turning his video on? No, he's just he's, a black box in the corner. He has full control. He's he has not has no microphone connected. No, anything. Connected. Lovely. This is the perfect example. Actually, I kind of hope he stays this way the whole way. To be <laughs> as entertaining as the man is. I mean, we can hear Rico on a bunch of podcasts, but we can't not hear him on as many. Well, yeah, we cannot hear him on millions. of. We should just cut and paste like, you know, clips from degenerate gamblers together and other conspiracy corner episodes to have him say something truly atrocious that'll get him canceled. Kind of like E-Bombs World, you know, they had the sound, the uh, sound boards you can play with. So Rico's just on here going, hey, guys, I like lots ease. And we'll just tape it together. All right. So it's only a few of you here. I don't I don't even know. I don't think Rico can even hear us, but I'm going to try my first little Lions of Liberty retrospective. Uh, Do you guys want to hear my debut? My debut on on, God. on air debut. I can't wait. You're all high. Your Let's voice see. was. Let's see. Let's see was. Tech- this is honestly. I'm doing a lot here. I'm I'm really self deprecating because I'm actually am embarrassed by these early clips and early shows. <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyway. So if I can figure out how to stream meetings, let's see. I'm going to do a little screen share while Howie pounds on his very loud keyboard. Uh, <laughs> I think you should be able to hear the sound when I play the clip in just a moment. But I did. In years, I actually spent some time preparing for a show. 
And I did so by preparing a few clips. So let's see. First of all, let's see if you guys can hear this. Uh, when I let's see when I play this clip. You hear this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh wow! Yeah, I forgot the old original sound. Or the original. Welcome to the inaugural edition, the very first episode of the Lions of Liberty podcast. I am your host, your guide, Literally your shining right beacon of liberty, <laughs> Mark Clare. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, there's a pretty good chance that you're already familiar with I'm myself go on too long. or with the website uh, that I serve as editor-in-chief for, editor lionsofliberty.com, <laughs> where yeah. our mission, along well, with a, a few uh, colleagues of mine, good friends of mine, where our mission is to advance the ideas of Liberty Daily. And you know, if you're not familiar with our website... And of course, as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, I highly recommend you check it out. I'm going to pause this. All I like it, when I first started the podcast, all I wanted to do was like for, to get people to go read the website. Like that was my, yeah. I didn't start a podcast to get people to listen to the podcast. I was like, oh, <laughs> here's the maybe- podcast topics for today. Yeah. I'm going to read yeah. off the names of the articles which we've worked on the last week and a half, and you can visit them. I'll also, read out the entire URL. We didn't shorten them, so you have to have a lot of uh, random letters at the end. Lionsdelivery.com forward slash Ron Paul P45 19 24. In our minds, I think we just really wanted to grow the website because I didn't even think about podcasting as a thing, a thing I would do. Yeah. And then it just, it just if you like what you hear here, maybe even if you don't, maybe I come across better on the internet no, uh, really. than I do speaking. Uh, we'll <laughs> no. find out soon. This is my first go at it. Then I do speaking. What am I even talking about? I'm I don't even know. Well, you're both <laughs> are on the internet. The website's the internet, yeah. and the podcast's the internet. It's it all internet. Like, <laughs> I was nervous, and I was nervous. T- what's funny? I'm nervous uh, alone. The show. Alone, yeah, I was alone until I invited my guest in, Stefan Kinsella. Uh, I'm going to introduce. And look at us now. None of us give a goddamn about what anybody thinks. Screw all of you listening right now. No, you don't. So, um, Brian, do you remember? Do you recall? Since Howie, do you recant the first time that we talked about <laughs> liberty? Um, I remember a certain moment when we were. I vividly remember walking to the sports harbor, and I don't remember exactly what I said. I said something. About something, who knows what? And you said, "Yeah, the government's all fucking corrupt, man." And I was just like, oh, "I think I have one here." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I can't remember exactly. I it's kind of all a blur. It was you know in the first couple of years with uh, when you moved here, and because obviously we'd gotten involved with Ron Paul going door to door in two thousand eight. But I cannot remember the genesis of the exact conversations. I do remember. That's basically we, every can, story of, that we have. So we don't really we don't actually remember this. So we made a one. Yeah, up. sounds like what probably happened. It just kind of like you know steamrolls. You probably you're talking about a bunch of crap, drunk, Am and I then still it just kind of. By the way, you're still screen sharing. Yes, screen we can see everything time. you're doing right uh, now. We can anything. see Rico's real name, which is terrible. Make sure that that gets edited out. Blur it. <laughs> We'll blur that. But I remember we were, yeah, we're talking a lot. I remember converting some people at the Sports Harbor back when that existed on uh, in our old haunt, the original Sports Harbor, including a buddy of ours who passed away, sadly, but he was a convert. And uh, yeah, Ron Paul was so inspiring. Wait, who's the buddy of ours who's a convert? Um, God, I, it's so long ago now. I'm trying to think who wow, it was really that made, made an impact on your life. This guy, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, Gavin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gavin. Okay. Because you, first yeah, he was actually yeah, was a guest Gavin. on the show. Yeah, that's right. Because he had run for office in uh, Washington. But um, anyway, he sadly passed away. However, uh, it was Gavin. And I remember, you know, talking in bars about it. And then also when Ron Paul, of course, got out in the open, he really swept me away with his magical words of truth, as how he said, the ring of truth to them and uh, and made me a convert. And then, of course, we. You know, went canvassing door to door. We had a, the very famous beer pong tournament to raise money for the money bombs that we held at the uh, at Brennan's Turtle Bar. 
And yeah, from there on, I just kind of yeah, got into the writing heavy. Dom, remember Dom Sedoti? I did. He was one of oh. our four writers at LionsOfLiberty.com at the beginning. In fact. And a uh, talented writer who then just fell off the face of the planet completely. Well, funny you say that because, hold on, that would be funny if it was him. Is not, Dom actually our next guest? Do, I, do our, I not know this? Did he change his name and shave his head? Uh, he is not our next guest, but we do have a next guest. And he is coming in. He's our actual, our first official guest. Oh, my God. It's, he, it's Pete Canones. Look at him. What up? Look at that, that shiny bastard. <laughs> Can you hear us, He's Pete? Here. Oh, you're, you're, Pete, you're muted. You're muted. It's coming through clear, almost. Let me, let me take care of this. I would ask you, Boom. ask you to unmute. There he is, Pete Quinones, ladies and gentlemen. What's happening, guys? How you doing? How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. How are you doing? Oh, you know, kidney stone. A lot of fun. Oh, nice. That's when you pissed it out, did it did it shoot against the wall? I think I'd be so angry. I'd, I'd shoot the kidney stone out so hard out of my dick, it would shatter the porcelain bowl of the toilet. This is actually a segment it, called How the State Gave Me Kidney Stone. It's still in so there. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's still in oh, that's there. That's not great. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> Have you tried strangling your, uh, like, punching yourself in the kidneys, then strangling your, your dick real hard to try to break it up? No. no, I don't think he did that. Well, right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm offering you solutions, man. I you was going to tell them. my dad, be sure to tune into this episode, and I'm already not. It's already <laughs> I would imagine if you just drank a lot, it would help. I drank over 100 ounces of Coca-Cola yesterday because somebody that I really respect, who's a healthcare professional, said that Dr. It'll, prob it'll probably take all the edges off of it, and actually the acid in it will wear it away and make it actually make it smaller so you have and, no teeth but also no kidney right. stones well and also i don't do sugar and i don't drink soda so that was oh, like God. the weirdest experience ever i mean I were was you like, were you literally shaking and having heart palpitations no i wasn't at all and that that's the weird part it was probably the uh, probably it, with the oxy and everything that was you know it was just everything canceled canceled itself. ah so, nice uh, <laughs> Well, Today send me was your, your first day. Bills. I didn't have to do painkillers. <laughs> wow, nice. Are you sad about that fact or happy? I'm happy. I, I can't stand those things, man. Yeah. I can't <laughs> you don't want to have things. to do painkillers. That's the, the thing with painkillers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have to yeah. do them, they suck. If you don't have to do them, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm I curious neither encourage hear... nor discourage any behavior on this podcast. Yeah. Well, Mark, I'm sure you have questions for uh, for Pete, but I'm curious. Mark oh, just played really. a clip. No. Okay. Good. <laughs> well, then I'll, I don't have questions. I'm, I'm taking over those. So I was curious because Mark played a clip of him doing his first ever episode. So Pete, do you know when when did you first catch wind of Lines of Liberty? I'm curious how long ago it was, and if you heard Mark in his uh, glory days of a a high voice nymph of podcasting, or if it was later I on. High voice. I just hide it. Now. It was like 2016. <laughs> And I can't remember. Do you remember having? Uh, yeah. Do you remember have five years ago? Um, <laughs> I, I want to really, say actually. I want to say it was like Scott Horton or someone like that. Hmm. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Right, probably yeah. the first time he was on back because I remember we were we were still doing Rand Pauluses and minuses back then. Uh, that was before I had Electric Liberty Land. I think that might have been before Felony Friday was even around. And. Uh, because I remember Horton was on. We were both on with Scott Horton at one point, which was an adventure in not speaking, as we all know, when you have Scott on so your program. it is what called Rand Paul Lusses. And Minuses. That's right. We have audio production, my friends, in this episode. It's fantastic. We have drops. 
That was from the old segment. That was Brian's. It wasn't your podcast debut. You came on during a few. I have some more clips we might play later. Uh, it wasn't your podcast debut. You came on. We did Libertarians in the Living Rooms Drinking Liquor, but it was the first time you sort of branched off into your own segment, which yeah. one might say I gave you the opportunity, you might say, to uh, that eventually led <laughs> to the, the sterling success that is Electric Liberty Land. We also now have attempt. Yeah. We currently are watching live. For those watching live, this is attempt number two of Rico trying to join the call. So stay tuned. He may or may not be successful at that. <laughs> Proceed, Brian. I think you were saying something. Uh, not. If not, say something. Okay, well, no, I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, Rand Plus's minuses was definitely the uh, the pilot, you could say, for Electric Liberty Land. The format hasn't changed much. I talk about subjects I vaguely know something about uh, in a roundabout manner until I run out of time and I can stop talking about them. It's basically how I run my life and my show. Well, Fake it till you more. make it. Let me ask, let me turn into the interviewer here. Yeah, please. Do. Um, who was the one person that you asked to come on the show that you were absolutely shocked said yes? Uh, I, Every I, guest I, in the first ten episodes all, all, all of, of the podcast no, I, remark. Oh, <laughs> uh, I gotta pause. I'll answer that in a second. But I currently have a second version, a second account of Rico trying to get on the call. Wow. So let's let's see if this one works. He's got. I've got two Ricos currently trying to join this party, this call, this episode. Um. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so the first guest that was, I think he was maybe episode, it was like episode five or six or seven. Kane? Um, I, I just, exactly how, yeah. I just, I was a re- big wrestling fan and I had read a couple articles from Glenn Jacobs, like on, on lourockwell.com. And I was like, screw it. I'm just going to email him. Like, obviously he's not going to give me the time of day. And literally it was with, within minutes that I, after I emailed him, he emailed back like, oh yeah, sure. I think I've heard of you guys. I'll come on. I was like, you think you heard of us? What, what are you talking about i think you're mistaken sir it's actually possible because we you know like i said we like we talked about in the beginning at, at first our focus was on articles um the website kind of we were kind of ron paul propagandists i'd say for a couple of years and then we started to do you know kind of deep dives on uh anarcho-capitalist theory and whatnot and uh, so we had a couple years worth of articles out there and we would post them out around libertarian forums and uh, the daily paul so it is quite possible he had seen the name lines of liberty at some point but either way he just shot back yeah sure why not let's do it i was just like what I, I really wasn't. It's not that I was expecting a no. I was just expecting to be politely ignored. Nothing else. Mark, that was not only the first episode of Lions of Liberty that I listened to. It was the first podcast I ever listened to. In your entire life. Wow. In my entire life. Yep. Like I, you were talking about you had this podcast thing. I never like checked it out. And then you said Kane was coming on. Like, I, I need to hear this. And that's ever since I've been a listener. So. I think Rico might know he's only fake. Let's get, I hope we get, I want to see how many Rico accounts we can get in that waiting room There's before he actually one. gets in. There's another one coming in right now. Coming in <laughs> Seven high. in a row. The one currently is in the chat with a black screen and no audio. This, I love that fi- this, ep- the 500th episode is going to be hijacked by just two hours of Rico trying to join the show. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. All you hear is um, bing bong in and out. I will say, Pete, I, at one point I was like, man, should I do this podcast anymore? I don't know. I'm not feeling it. And then I saw that suddenly Pete Quinones is at 500 episodes before, when I've been podcasting for like two or three years longer. And I said, no, I can't. I can't let this <laughs> guy just lap me and just ride off into the sunset. <laughs> I mean, you're going to keep lapping me because I'm probably never going to produce three episodes a week ever in my life <laughs> of this of this particular show. I do have. I don't know how I do that. I don't know. How I, you do I it still either, I have no it's idea crazy. how I do it. <laughs> Because, I mean, I'll get to a Wednesday and have nothing. It'll be like, I'll drop the Wednesday episode and be like, all right, I have nothing. And then somebody will contact me and be like, um, you, you want to come on? Can I come on the show and talk? And I'm like, OK, sure. Why not? Birds mm-hmm. drunk and reading Russian uh, Russian Soviet literature again. So, yeah, so basically you're something. telling us free man beyond the wall is like an AA meeting for libertarians. You show up 
<laughs> you know, you can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> it, it, you know, it pretty much is. And I've gotten to the point now where it's like, I, except for when Bird comes on, because mm-hmm. um, you know, we have an agenda when he comes on. We know what we're going to do. I don't really, I, I just want people to come on and talk. I just want people to come on and talk about what's going on, um, what the culture is, how they feel, what they how how they're looking at things i mean it's really all i mean even the one i did with vin the other night i mean we had an agenda on that one but we didn't know where it was going to go um i had read the article twice and i knew he had read it once and i didn't know whether he was going to want to do an hour and 15 on it and we ended up doing an hour and 15 on it we could have done six hours on that article because it's absolutely insane so Mm. it's so great seeing the mask drop on everybody like oh yeah it's That's amazing. Ironic. That, that article, I, I, I got, I was six paragraphs into that article and I was just like, <laughs> they're just telling you everything. And I'm, I, I just couldn't believe it. It was, I, it was one of the greatest things I've ever, it's still one of the best articles I've ever read. I mean, and 6,000, I don't read 6,000 word articles and I read that twice, you know? So. <laughs> that article, I, I posted this in a Substack post that I did. It really is a, a perfect Red bill, pill, blue pill, litmus test. If someone reads that and doesn't see something wrong with it, th- that's all you need to know. And there are a segment of people that call themselves libertarians that fall into that camp. Not most of them. Most of them are either shocked or saying, this is what I expected. Wh- what's shocking about it isn't that it happened. We we pretty much know this is what happened. It's it's the pure laying it out in a major news publication and just saying it. And even after listening to you and, and Vin talk about it, Pete, for an hour and a half or so, I am still can't decide if that's uh, a sign, a hopeful sign, because it will maybe awaken and embolden more people to really understand what's going on, or if it's a scary sign that if they're being this bold and really laying it out there, that yeah. that's that I don't I don't really like where that goes either way. I'd that's say kind both. of the thing I think about too is like they they've lost their fear of putting it out there so brazenly, which uh, yeah is a little bit or terrifying. Is it, to, is it to just rat out rat us out? Is it is it to bring us all <laughs> yeah. out of the the hole? You know? Yeah. If yeah, you criticize I, it. I, you're in the one side. If you don't, well, good. You're you're part of the team. Let's see. We yeah, got my su- my, <laughs> my Substack tomorrow will be about just the absurdity of this all and just how I've gotten to the point where I don't. Th- I th- I actually think that my neighbor, that your neighbor, can be a lot more dangerous than the state at this point mm-hmm. because they're they're so gullible. They're so e- they so easily buy into this stuff and they're becoming soldiers for it. Yeah. You know, I mean, the the, great, the thing that these people don't understand about the whole QAnon movement was it was an opiate. It it made people think that there was Batman was out there fighting for them and they didn't have to do anything. Well, that's not what the left is doing with their acolytes now. They're radicalizing them to turn them into brown shirts and soldiers. So who the hell knows where we're going? Indeed, yeah, that's something I mentioned in my my conversation with Thaddeus Russell that ran today. Um, well, today, if you're in the Pride and you're hearing this live, I listen to seeing it. this live. Huh. Yeah, I mean, like I, I I've never feared the government. I've been opposed to the government. I understand the concept of why governments in power can be scary. But what I've come to realize, it's really not the government itself that 
should ever be the scary thing. The government is just, it's a very, very small, actually. Even a large government is relatively very, very small. What we really have to fear are our neighbors, our fellow man. And and it's the people here, especially in California, especially in Los Angeles, that other than maybe like seven people that I know, like literally know personally, like everyone else I'm pretty much afraid of. Not afraid of them themselves physically, what they will call for to happen to me if I don't comply with the silly bullshit that, that they think I have to do. Yeah, the um, it, I'm one of those people who quotes over and over again the famous Andrew Breitbart line that politics is downstream from culture. And if you understand that, then government is a reflection of the people. And that should scare the crap out of everyone. Right. Exactly. Especially at this point. Well, that's, yeah, completely. Well, government, without a doubt, is a reflection of the people. I mean, it's that was like one of the things I did way back. This is probably a couple of years ago now, but I did an episode about Rick and Morty and how they had a great episode illustrating where, you know, the people that run your government are imbeciles and assholes like anybody else. And even if you have the perfect government system set up, you still have the same assholes running it. So inevitably, it's going to collapse. So no matter how, you know, no matter who you put in there, if you say, okay, culture is upstream from law, so you have the worst people making the worst laws, then getting elected to the worst offices and running it, there's really no fix that can be made because while the system exists, you're still going to have the worst people at all times in there. And even if you get the best people in there, they will become corrupted and they will they will be bad, bad, bad actors no matter what. Mm-hmm. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Mic drop. Yeah, you guys can feel free to talk about. Oh, okay, we've got our third <laughs> Rico entry. This is very now exciting. On his iPad. Let's see if Jason's iPad has entered. Oh, wait a minute. I'm jealous of all you guys filters. So I'm doing this. Do it. Oh, lovely. There he is. He's we see him. We might hear him soon. Jason's iPad, welcome. I mean Rico's iPad. (laughs) Rico's iPad. Welcome to Lions of Liberty. I just gave up on the computer. I I don't have a mic to plug into an iPad, so my sound price sucks. Well, the funny thing is your sound is probably better than when when you have an actual mic. It sounds way less echoey because you sit, you know, 12 to 13 feet away from the microphone typically, and it just bounces off the ceiling. And, you, know, you have it under the desk. Is this, is For those newer, newer to the show, Rico can often be heard on our Liberty Draft shows on Libertarians in the Living Rooms Drinking Liquor when we decide to bring him in. And he can Liberty Draft shows? Yeah, we what have to that? that in about <laughs> what we do every eight months. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you can hear him on the Patreon all all freaking day long on Degenerate Gamblers, on Conspiracy Corner, and on Bravo and Beer for those that like to listen to Brian, Rico, and Odie get drunk and talk. Yeah, about it's our. I you know what show. I was gonna I was gonna post in the Mises Caucus about this because Bravo and Beer is basically and your pod to a, a to a, a different different take though because we're much more vulgar. But it's kind of like our legion of skanks. Today's part of the problem. I'd say is how Bravo and beer would be described. Yeah. Equal audience size. You don't have to watch those shows to enjoy it. I've never watched a single episode of any of those shows, but it's no, you don't Pete. What's your spinoff show going to be? Cause you know, we all need a broad, a broad offering. That's not purely libertarian game of Thrones reviews with Pete Quinones. Well, well, what's funny is that there, there is talk about me doing a, um, the first fifth episode that timeline earth has, because they're doing uh-huh. Friday episodes, and it, it would, <laughs> which, which, by the way, Bird openly admits that Timeline Earth is the Lions of Liberty model based as as, as is everything. Of course, it is. They have anyway. ripped off every idea we've had in but, um, sequence immediately. I, I consider it all an homage, <laughs> and uh, and I'm a fan of it all. So, yeah. So I'm I might do that, and um, the first episode would be like um, 
why Ram Das was like the mo- one of the most important humans that ever lived to me and yeah, one of my biggest influences. I need to hear about more. I will listen to this. Like. <laughs> what did you say? Ram Das is a person? I thought Ram Das was a computer operating system that uh, <laughs> I used to type in C++ oh, and all that. C colon slash slash. Oh, yeah. It's ascended, man. He's both. He's in the computer. You've too, never read sure. Be Here Now, Brian? No. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. What is Be Here Now? Is that Brian's an autobiography of the programmer? A friend, a friend of mine just had that sent to her by randomly by a high school friend and i told her i said you have to read that you don't have to read it in order you have to read that but do not try to read that sober do not you know <laughs> you have to get high or do do mushrooms or something because you're not you're not going to get it you're not going to get the the this message is good advice <laughs> well now you've really sucked me in. i feel like i have to read it now it's called beer here now i'll i'll live order it on amazon right now <laughs> I've lent it to you, but I'm sure just like the Harry Brown book I lent Mark, I'd never see it again. Well, the thing is, you'd have to mail it to me, and the cost to mail it would be about the equivalent of me just buying it on Amazon Prime and having it shipped to my house anyway. So what would be the point? point. Yeah, give that that, that Ram Dass person some money or whoever's, whoever's writing it. So, Rico, welcome to the show. What's your earliest memory of Lions of Liberty as a contributing member? That's the question everyone has to ask. Oh, as a contributor. Well, I remember the first show I did. It was like a naughty or nice way back in like 2014 or like a Christmas show. Yeah. And I did it from a uh, New York hotel room that didn't have a uh, working elevator. And I was on the 26th floor (laughs) and I had to uh, walk up. And then like I was gonna, I didn't have time to get any booze for the show. And then I was like, well, I could go down to the bar but then I'd have to walk down 26 floors and back up. <laughs> so I just fake, fake drank something. Said I, I made up whatever I was drinking. So. Lying from the start. So your first appearance on the show is as a liar. And are you still a liar? What are you drinking today? <laughs> I'm drinking wine that was in my refrigerator because I drink red wine cold. Tell like me it's a in a box. Smart person. That's no, basically just grape no. juice. <laughs> it, was, it was Trader Joe's um, something. <laughs> Two buck chuck. It was like uh, the uh, the red wine you use if you're going to make sangria. I forget what it's called, like Grenache or something. You just buy cooking wine. <laughs> it's like, can I just get a bottle of cooking sherry? You're like an alcoholic homeless man. Speaking of bum wine. <laughs> oh, yes, that's our spinoff. God, should I? Should I? Is it a bum wine? Oh, Oh, we have that bum. I mean, you have it. I don't have. I have the bum. I mean, 500 episodes you does seem to be the, yeah. a time that I should have some of it. I I, I really don't want to. For a bum wine, this would be that time. They I'll sell open that, it and have some. I'll they have sell some. that at I'm the food lion near me, but right, I cannot so. find Cisco anywhere to save my life. Do they even make maybe Cisco, Cisco the rapper? Yeah, bought it there, out. There's like it. 25 flavors of Cisco now. Oh, yeah, it's like it's like a uh, Mad Dog. They're rolling it out. All right, here we go. Wild Irish Rose. Oh, God. Happy 500th show to us all. I'm I'm not going to drink a lot of it. Happy 14th birthday drinking that. (laughs) Oh, oh, that is sweet. That is sweet. The last time I drank that, I had to call off work the next day. (laughs) You know, it actually, uh, I will say it goes down smooth for a 17% uh, sugar water. You know? I can see why these bums like it so much. I can sleep on some railroad tracks after a couple of bottles of this. The nights that even I feel don't it. remember drinking garbage like that in college. I just, 
You I'm definitely kidding. drank Mad Dog in college. We all I drank know. Mad Dog. Boone's and Farm we drank Sangria. Hurricanes. Boone's Farm Sangria was Boone's definitely Farm was the number best. one for me. Yeah. It was my first exposure to that sort. I was like, oh, it's like juice. This is this is before I understood the evil well, and power of it. I, and how I, about I, I have two my Boone's and you have two <laughs> I think boons. that was the time. That was the ta- time. Tell the story. <laughs> that was the first time I had it. Rico was there. Uh, I don't know where sister. we were. It was with it was with uh, a friend of mine the... and her friend, and yeah, <laughs> he was. That was the story. Uh, flamboyant, I guess, was that would a, be a, a good word to use. <laughs> He's like, I have two boons, and you have two boons. That's. Four <laughs> Apparently, he's so uh, what's his name from uh, Third Third Rock from the Sun. Can we get him on the show? Why is he not here now? Dude, well, do you I, remember I the, the clever move of Arbor Mist? Remember the Arbor Mist, uh, yeah, flavored yep. carbonated or were the carbonated or like they were flavored champagnes, and it was like, yeah. you know, you get one and you'd be like, hey, girls, I've got some blackberry champagne in my room, <laughs> as if that was the ultimate aphrodisiac. Melody used to drink that. Uh, how he just shed a tear for an ex-girlfriend yeah. hopefully hopefully uh, no 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 but no I, I, was I, think so how, I was so disappointed we, in college we would drink uh like cisco night train wild irish rose mad dog and mm-hmm. then after college when i was in the army people were drinking boone's farm and i'm like what's this pussy shit this is ridiculous <laughs> come on <laughs> More clips, Mark. More clips. clips. All right, sorry. I'm well, you had you had me send you so many so many things, and uh, right, we're 34 minutes in, and you haven't you played one clip of you well, talking I'm, like you're 12, and that was it's it. Just like this is like the pre-show, you know? It's like the pre-show live show. Oh, there you go. Well, there you go, Pete. You're in the pre-show. You're not even. You weren't even cool enough, apparently, I mean, to make prime show. time. Neither am I'm I, because I'm going to jump off in about 20 minutes. I'm really. Yeah. I, I, I want I'm you not. to stay on until. Okay, that's good to know because I need. I, I'm coordinating a lot of things, and I'm trying to make some of them surprises. So it's it's a it's a lot. You know, it's a lot. I'm hosting. I'm recording. I'm taking notes. I'm emailing. I, like, there's so much going on. You guys don't even understand the kind of things that I do. To make these things happen, and I'm getting yeah, drunker, real, drunker every moment. Real next level stuff fact, going on. I already on over forgot here. what I was just typing on this phone to someone. I think it's to Justin Campbell. It is. Anyway, mm-hmm. what were you saying? You wanted to clip? Let me see. What other clip? Why don't I do this? Okay, it's time for this. Let me. I'll do another screen share. I'm going to close my email this time since I'm screen sharing. This see, is why I can't post this to YouTube because I'm, I'm scared. I've been screen sharing with my emails open. See, what I want is I wanted a poorly constructive narrative tying together all these clips, like you'd get on That's like a Seinfeld or a Simpsons, a like a very shoddy narrative, narrative where we're there. doing something and then There's all of a, a sudden narrative. a clip plays. Do you guys remember the time? And then it goes into a I'm shitty gonna, clip. I'm going to play my first. The first time I introduced a guest ever is when I introduced Stefan Kinsella, probably awkwardly. And my guest here the in the lion's den, the lion's <laughs> we'll see den. if that one sticks, uh, is going to help us do just that. So without further delay, I'd like to without welcome in my guest, more delay. Stefan Kinsella. He is the author of Against Intellectual Property, uh, what many would call the definitive work on intellectual property or or against intellectual property, against the concept uh, for libertarians. He's also a patent attorney and a self-described, I believe you describe yourself as an Austro-libertarian. Is that correct? I think that's a good, that's a good description. Yeah, sure. It is. My very first guest. All right, Mm. we're going to stop the share. I'm going to come back in a second. (laughs) So did you get tired ending every sentence like on a high pitch? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to start. To be, my first guest. To be completely Stephen honest, with you, I don't remember the first five it's, years of the show. I don't even. I have no idea. To tell you, I'm going to share. Mark Claire up speak. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to do another screen share here. 
since we just heard my introduction of Stefan Kinsella, I can now play for all of you a little video sent in by my very first guest, Stefan Kinsella. There is a lot of lead up to this. <laughs> There's a lot of lead up here. Like we could probably have He's a He's slowly snowboarding towards us, so give the play by play. Here he is. Hey there, to Mark Clare and Lions of Liberty Land. This is Kinsella. Uh, I can't be in person for your 500th episode because I'm skiing, obviously. Um, I was uh, proud to be your first guest. And, uh, he looks like a Batman a villain. Ever since. You're one of my favorite <laughs> libertarian podcasts. And uh, good luck with everything. Hope you have a good show today. I'll listen to it later. And uh, just want to end with saying uh, lower my goddamn taxes. All right. <laughs> I only have one issue with this video. And I, I thank you, for, by the way, for Stefan Catella for sending that video in. Uh, very nice of him because he was not able to come on live. But uh, lower your taxes. That's your that's your message. What happened? Yeah. What happened to this yeah. anarcho austro libertarian? <laughs> lower your taxes by how much? My taxes are too this? damn high. He's like, my, he's like, I'd like you to lower my taxes. <laughs> also, you if do? you, also, I'd like you to pay me for uh, royalties for using the intellectual uh, property on this <laughs> video that I've given you. It's going to cost you six cents. Here, I thought we were ending the state and uh, you know ending the IRS, ending taxation. No, we're just lowering them a little bit for Stefan. I thought it was so That's, radical. What happened, Stefan? What's well, amazing that you were able to get you know a video from such a heavyweight skiing. <laughs> <laughs> the king heavyweight uh, himself. I had Lindsey um, Vaughn lined up, but you know these these goddamn athletes—they always drop out. Rico, stop finger banging your iPod fi- camera. It's driving me nuts. Hey, right. do you guys remember when for like a minute Cardi B thought she was a libertarian? Oh uh, yeah, got a Cardi B video. Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> have you ever seen the have you ever seen the meme of it's a homeless guy leaned over a trash can and the writing on the bottom says I went to a Cardi B concert. I thought I was at a Cardi B concert and all it was was a homeless guy screaming into a garbage can <laughs> for 45 minutes. Oh, we have another <laughs> Wait, was like why are there two Ricos? To... Why is there another version of Rico coming on? Should I let him on? Yeah, go let's see what happens. This is exciting. This is the content people really want to see. And he's gone. (laughs) Oh, he managed to figure it out. Did you have to plug the computer in? We go from different camera angles today. That's exciting. That's the people. That's what the people demand. They want to make sure that we have two cameras at all times of Rico. All right. We're now at the point where several guests do have the link to this show and could come on at any minute. So what was I saying? Then I'm going to congratulate Mark on 500 episodes. Thank um, you, Pete. Yeah, I've I've Even I've already you beat me there. I, I've already done that. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, no um, well, congratulations I, to you then, Pete, a, on 500 you're, episodes. You're a you're a podcasting heavyweight. You're not top tier necessarily, but you are a heavyweight. I guess our invite to your 500th wrap up show got lost in the mail. <laughs> I didn't do a wrap up show. It was I, just know. Pete and Curtis Jarvin planning the world domination. <laughs> it was the destruction of the United States government. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I did right, that interview quite a bit in all seriousness. Oh, thanks, man. Have a good evening. Congratulations, Mark. Take I'm care, guys. Pete. All right. Peace. Later, man. I'm All right, guys. Well, even on this giant drunken mess of a show, we still have sponsors, believe it or not. And I got to say one awesome thing about being a podcaster and running our own podcast is we actually get to choose our sponsors. We get to only work with products that we like, that we endorse, that we truly believe in. And one great thing about being a podcast host over the years are all the connections I've been able to make. And one of the absolute best connections I've been able to make is a multiple time guest of mine named Mikkel Thorup. He is the host of the expat money show. And as I have been on my own, 
own journey of exploring uh, ways to possibly build a life outside the United States, uh, to invest outside the United States, to have a second passport, to have a backup plan when the shit hits the fan. As I got to say, if the sh- if the last year isn't the shit hitting the fan here, I-, I don't really know what the heck is at this point. So I'm sure a lot of you, in fact, I know a lot of you who have reached out to me are looking for more information about the possibilities of at least exploring the concept of spending some time outside the United States. Maybe a lot of time, maybe all the time, but either way, your exploration, your journey has got to start with the expat money show. Mikkel has spent his entire adult life as an expat from his own country of Canada. He has built businesses while traveling the world and done so quite successfully. There is no better person that you can learn from than Mikkel Thorup. So I want you to stop what you're doing and head over wherever you're listening to this thing. You just got to go quickly subscribe to the expat money show and head over to expatmoneyshow.com. While you're at it, kids, I'm running an awesome forum where we also talk about the ideas. It's called the expat money forum. You can find that on Facebook. You can also find it over at expatmoneyforum.com. All right. Now that that blowhard's gone, we can move on. (laughs) So top five worst Pete Quinones interviews. Go, Bowie. I was actually just kidding. No such thing. <laughs> yeah, there's actually right. something. Uh, I don't want to. I'm not going to say it. Oh, no, there actually was. Oh, oh, no, you're going to say it in an hour. I am going to say now. It was. It wasn't a Pete thing. It, when we were watching, I love Stephen Kinsella, but um, me too. When any, everyone talks about IP, I tune out. Um, you just think it's boring, or what? that was actually the topic. I, I, I did a, I did a talk with the Austrian Free Market uh, Roadshow, and the topic was IP, and I went in to this free market roadshow thinking that I wasn't going to be the only person going for no IP in this free market think tank. And it was, and they, and people in the comments are calling me a socialist because those are going against intellectual property law. And I do explain to them the reasoning and the rationale and the whole thing about gatekeepers. Yeah. I I thought it was interesting like years ago when he was on, but now like I I've heard, everyone's argument on both sides like so many times i just can't do it especially when everything's on fire it's like that's the least <laughs> right i used to have a french client who's a catholic a cat well, is a catholic priest and i worked the nonprofit, and he'd always go the world she's on fire and uh i think howie that should be your catchphrase from now on I mean, when when you don't know if you're gonna be able to like leave your house and go to work or if there's gonna be like a, a riot like <laughs> intellectual property is on the bottom of the you, list <laughs> you know that stupid ass commercial with zoe dashanel where she had like the iphone and she's like standing next to the window and she's like is it gonna rain today apple or siri what's the weather that's gonna be like for like black lives matter riots <laughs> siri can i go outside today without being punched in the face no brian there's six antifa outside your garage yeah. you know like on uh ways when you're driving and they'll be like oh there's an accident 1.5 <laughs> miles ahead or a car's pulled over they're like ah, there's a riot uh 1.5 miles away you would want to take an alternate route bunch of assholes blocking the freeway again awesome Dude. On January 6th, when all that stuff, well, it, I guess it did go down, but like before it, it went down and people were planning on going there, go, like Google Maps and all these things like wouldn't route directions to DC. I saw that shit. I meant to talk about that on ELL. Yeah, it's insane. It, big tech <laughs> literally stopping you from getting directions to somewhere that you might be going to to riot or maybe you just need to go to work because it's a fucking city. Okay, how hard is it to figure out how to get to DC? 
Could you do it if you didn't have a yes. Apple Maps right now, Rico? Yeah, no, you get on the highway. I would does, take. Does Rico um, live in the freest place out of all of us? Wait, wait. I want Rico to give away exactly where he lives. I hope okay, one of our that, psychotic listeners goes give and stalks him. First. Everyone knows where I live, anyways. I mean, well, only Anthony address. <laughs> I know. Um, I know what state you live in. That's about. It. I don't even know your address. Well, Anthony knows that. I've Anthony, Anthony, one of our uh, one of our pride members, our uh, our Mufasa pride members, who was witness to the greatest dunk in drunken lions of Liberty basketball history. When I try to find Rico in Cleveland, I just go to the strip clubs and I ask if they've seen an old drunk man, <laughs> a forty year old drunk man with a small child lately. And that's how I find him every time. They're like, "That's all we got in Cleveland." Like, yeah, 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 he's right over here. <laughs> that so, doesn't narrow it down, unfortunately. So, so, like, sir, we're gonna need actually a little more information. We, we got some beer from one of our listeners, but they, it went to Odie, and Odie sent it to me. I didn't have his number saved in my phone, and he texts me. He's just like, "Hey, what's your address? I've got some beer to send you." And then I like type in my address and hit send. And I'm like, wait, who is this? And he's like, you send the address first. Like, well, you're sending beer. <laughs> <laughs> Some random person asked. Address. What a, what a spam message that was. How he's like, I have a policy. It's to always give my address out to people that randomly ask me for it. It's I've only gotten good things so far. If they're sending beer, what kind of scammers pull that kind of scam? Do you ever get like those spam calls where they're like, don't, or it's like a spam voicemail and it's, don't hang up. Your car warranty. Oh God! Gotta, the worst of the ones. It was that like, sound... don't hang up. We're sending you a twenty-four <laughs> pack of beer. <laughs> well, I hate the ones that are like they're smart enough now where they're like, oh hey, and you're like, uh, hello, and it's like, I just wanted to talk to. You. Are you there? And it's like it's like designed to w- to wait for you to pause and sound like it's actually responding. So for a quick ten seconds, you're not sure before you actually hang up the phone on them. Well, I'll give Stephen Ellis, by the way, a shout out. He's the one that sent me the Wild Irish Rose that I'm uh, sipping on it? right now. Is it everything you remembered it as? Yeah, it's it's it tastes like alcoholic Kool Aid, um, and I'm sure I'm not going to drink enough of it to get a hangover tonight. I'll save it for another night because uh, I don't know. It's a Monday. I have I have shit to do tomorrow. No, how many did he send you? He sent you two. Right? He sent me two. I have a whole, I have a whole save another the other full one, one for me. I will. Well, I, this I'm just going to keep this as is. Day. I don't think this goes bad. I don't think it can go bad. Well, it starts bad. It's it like you could bad, you could so. put a cadaver in it; it would last. Forever. When it comes it bad, better. you don't have to wait for anything. It's yeah, good. it's you like it go. it actually ages better. It becomes a fine in wine. Five hundred years, it's going to be like the best wine of all time. It's no one just wait. No one has patience. Well, it's going to be like those rich assholes that had pirate wine. If you heard this hilarious story, they found a cask of wine. In a pirate ship that sank. And they were like, oh, my God, this wine is over 700 years old. And people were like, oh, my God, we have to try it. And all these bougie dickheads paid like four grand each to try this wine. But guess what happened? Because it's cork in there. It's not like they fucking sealed it tight with ironclad whatever. So they open it up. They pour them each a glass of fucking grayish liquid. And then they drink it. And what do you think it tasted like? Seawater. Yep. Salt and buttholes. That's what it tasted like. Money well spent, morons. <laughs> uh, and that's the kind of stuff that we need to be doing. Lions and Liberty should be into finding pirate wine and then selling it to rich assholes. I thought you were going to say they all died. Yeah. Uh, that would be even better. <laughs> so is there like uh, trivia tonight or anything? Oh, I hope Random so. facts? Well, I Does thought anyone there were going to be remember? a lot of clips. Played. Yeah, I, I thought Mark had some clips. setup, some fun plan, but I think he has nothing planned except for I us to carry clips. the show. You know, since we're here, 
since you guys are here, since you're still here, why don't we play a clip right now, actually? A clip, I have to share the screen every time I do a clip, so I gotta be careful my emails are closed, because you know what goes on in my emails. Why don't we play a clip? <laughs> why don't we play Brian McWilliams' debut on Lions and Liberty? How about that? I've got my very first in-studio guest here in the Lion's Den here in Los Angeles, California. And here with me today for our first whiskey chat, I have two of my co-founders of LionsofLiberty.com. For the very first time, our first in-studio guest in the Lion's Den. Brian McWilliams, Thank welcome you. into the Lions Den. Thank you, the splendor I'm surrounded with. I can't even begin to describe, honestly. The, the studios of the Lions Delivery Podcast are breathtaking yes. to behold. There's, there's sapphires. I like how that was the technology we had. Like, 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 oh, we're, we're recording a show? Yeah, come to my house to be on it. Like, what? Yep. Ridiculous concept. Every time, remember we had those Yeti microphones where you could set the input to have the dual, the dual yeah, sides like, so we had to sit leaning, next to each other? We'd be leaning into two sides of a microphone, like, almost kissing, basically. like uh, Sweating, breathing in each other's hot sweat. Sweaty breath. What's the Disney awesome. movie where the dogs eat the eat the pasta and then they? It was, yeah, it was like it Lady was and like the Tramp. That. It was that. With I was there's diamonds and rubies. The couch is magnificent. Really, it's it's yeah, it's plush. It's a top notch operation here, no doubt. We spare no expense on the decor and on our whiskey. So, Brian, what whiskey are you drinking today? I have, uh, I'm sporting a little Maker's Mark 46. It's a step above the usual Maker's Mark. It's a pretty tasty beverage, I will say. You know, I do miss the uh, the theme. I miss that. We should bring that. Yeah, up. that was the John Daubert put John that Daubert in. We still have that song. We, yeah, he sent I have us all the songs. Um, do you guys yeah. still have shout out to Yeti John Daubert, the original editor of the. Oh, show. there it is, the old Yeti. I still have my fucking shitty Yeti. Oh, I'm actually, waiting now. I, I have a couple. I have a, do have one more video to play at some point, and I'm deciding if I should play it now. Well, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait until we get some more people on. There it is. Here's the here's the big old Yeti. The why only is, use this Yeti microphone has now is for me to sit on it when I'm drunk and horny. That's the only purpose this thing that serves. Paper. Now. Why is it inside that weird wrapping paper? Oh, I, it's just bubble wrap. I, I, mean, I think it's why? broken anyway. I just need to throw it That's out. That's your old Yeti. Okay. I'm gonna put it on. I'm gonna put it on so a I'll, shelf as a memento. I saw you were giving away books. Did you give away all those yet? I haven't given anything away yet. I should. I haven't even mentioned it. I'm giving away I have oh. 15 to 20 books that I'm going to give away to anyone commenting on the live show, which are members of the Lions Liberty Pride. But uh, would you like a book, Rico? Is that where this is going? No, I was going to have an idea. I, 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 I'm not going to read. So on. you have to have my, Facebook to get a book? My idea? You got someone else coming on. It's a... Okay. The Felony Friday host himself. John Odermatt has a ah. ride, everybody. <laughs> John hey, look, himself. it's, uh, what's that guy? <laughs> what's that it's fucking, like, is, uh, it pa- uh, is it Paul Ryan? <laughs> with a backwards hat. Paul Ryan has arrived, everybody. It's the back, did you just finish working out at the gym? Paul Ryan, backwards hat, redhead, redhead. That's Odie. how long we've been around that we remember it's the Paul Ryan. It's only these guys? Where, where's everybody else? Pete Quinones was here, but he heard you were Pete. coming on. <laughs> was that movie over the top when the guy had turned his hat around and it was like a switch? The guy? You mean Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that guy. What are you drinking, Odie? Some sort of mango yeah, colada. My camera looks incredible right now. Is this which cameras? I don't know. I look so good. Well, yeah. we're we stopping the show over. I, I just uh, well, my, so good looking. It's hard not to. But uh, a yeah. little little apple cider and some rum. Well, toast wow. a toast to Mark for five hundred episodes. Congratulations. I'll drink to that. Thank you very much. Good Cheers. Time. We're gonna have a. We have a very special guest. We actually this might be a con, a conflagration. Is that a word? Conflagration. You know, the the best laid. You're a, a, 
does the fuck Brian do you do get, How does Brian get the word? Exactly. I'm the one that mispronounces everything. I'm correcting Mark on everything in this well, show. I've been drinking. I haven't. My tolerance is not what it used to be. Let's say I have not. Last year or so, I've not been that much of a drinker. So when I do drink, it it goes fast. My my faculties go fast. As do my planning abilities, which have always been garbage. So, but you've I've, been able to do a lot more heroin than usual. So that's that's, good. The, that's the upside. I, I've been trying Even to. Now. I have a number of guests that are coming on this show. They're still coming on this show. Uh, I'm, I know it might seem sparse right now, but it's because I've I've been trying sure. to time things in a certain way, somewhat unsuccessfully. But within the next 10, 15 minutes, there's going to be probably more action than I have ever wanted with guests coming in and out. But until then, well, Odie, good because I'm going to be leaving then, so I don't have to talk to any of good. these assholes. Perfect, Odie. Do you want to recount? Because I'm in a minute. Actually, first before uh, before Brian hops off here, let's uh, let's play a clip. I'm going to go back to the screen share mode here for the patrons, Lions Liberty, and we're going to play Odie's debut on Lions Liberty. That's oh God, this will be amazing. We also have on the line all the way across the country from Chili Chili, PA, John Odermatt, better known to me as Odie. Uh, John, as, how you doing? As always with these clips, I'm more, I'm way more embarrassed by everything <laughs> I'm saying and how I'm saying it than I am by what's anybody. with all like the, <laughs> chili, the background noise. Chili, Chili, Pennsylvania. <laughs> that was the we had that theme song, John Dobbert's Whiskey Shot theme song that we had. In uh, the background. Yeah, I love that. I think we should bring it back. I, I'm gonna bring it back. I actually remembered how much I love it. But anyway. <laughs> Great to be here. Great to be here from the uh, freezing cold state of uh, Pennsylvania in Pittsburgh here. It's supposed to uh, snow tonight, so that's uh, that's exciting. It's exciting. No, I don't know what that is. I live in California. But it's freezing here, too, so I don't know why, you know. This is literally like... (laughs) <laughs> let's <laughs> you couldn't be more generic let's talk about the weather first like that's, that's welcome the, first show big flavor. topic yeah, it's freezing as hell here it was like what 60 today it was all the way down to 60 oh, okay. it was crazy so look we all we're all a little chilly that's why we got the whiskey to warm us up mm-hmm. and uh john what whiskey are you drinking over there uh, speak of the devil, you were just uh, talking about Jim Beam. I have myself some uh, straight uh, bourbon whiskey. Exactly, and that's why I'm going to hit pause and stop the screen share because, as you guys have seen, oh, where did he? Oh, they, we have a very special guest. Not, I almost said the first special guest. The thief, no, Pete, the thief of Rob Schneider. He was Let's the first see. special guest. <laughs> our, our next <laughs> most special guest. Yes, this will be our next most special guest. Will be the one and only. He's connected to audio. Tom Woods, welcome. Oh no, he's muted. Uh, Hold we on. Did, we did the classic. I got. I do the ask. I got to do the oh, ask sorry. mute. You know, it's there the foibles of live of live podcasting. I it's just switched happens. microphones. Sorry, I'm using. Well, and I, I hate to say every every podcaster hates to hear these words. The built-in microphone on my computer. Oh no! Oh, no. Wow. Well, I see where we stand as far as your regard for well, Liberty Podcasters. I just don't want this stupid thing in my face. That's why. <laughs> you know, we still, after 500 episodes here, I still do allow sometimes failed, sometimes still learning their way the ropes, the technical ropes, failed podcasters onto the show. But Tom, thank you so much for coming on. It's, it's awesome to awesome to have you on our 500th episode. Which I, I got to say, I I never thought I'd get this far because I didn't I did not start this podcast intending to even make a podcast so the fact that i'm here is is, is phenomenal and we were sabotaging you the whole time pretty amazing we tried everything I, i've told this story before but it wasn't um a uh, half a week before i i launched the first episode of lions liberty thinking i've got this thing i'm there's there's barely any other libertarian podcasts out here and then i look and i see a facebook ad for the tom wood show coming five days a week oh my god all right <laughs> All right, but uh, you're, you're, you've been an inspiration to me all along, even though I did technically start about a month or so before before you. But uh, it's it's been awesome seeing you just explode the Libertarian podcast, um, I guess, space in general. And the trickle-down effect is real in podcasting. That's for sure, Tom. 
I, I just want to say, I'm looking forward to, not looking forward to when Mark dies, but looking to see the tombstone oh, where it says, really started started Liberty Podcast one week before Tom Woods. That's all it says on Mark's tombstone, and then the did. That's pretty much what well, I got Mark, right now. Mark, let me, let me first of all congratulate you, because it is a Thank significant you. milestone to reach 500. From the guy that hit 500 about like four weeks in. Yeah, but I mean, but you know what? But, you know, at, at some point, you have to just acknowledge a milestone, because you and I both combined our, our our grains of sand on the beach compared to Scott Horton. How many true. interviews he's done, right? Yep. So just be happy with what you did. A thousand before I was born. Yeah, he's. I, I think he was in the womb doing interviews. <laughs> but the the nice thing about um, your this accomplishment is just how much you've blasted past what I don't know if this is apocryphal or not, but the the standard line they give you when starting a podcast is that the median podcast ha- stops before seven episodes. Seven is the number. Not, and that not was 250. my original goal. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and, you know, you're way past seven. <laughs> Good for you. And percentages and percentages that I can't even comprehend past seven. So I, I'm, I'm feeling good about the whole thing overall. And, and by the way, you've done a great, I mean, look, I love your show. I think, I think it's great that you, it's not just the same old thing over and over like the Tom Wood show. You have particular things you do on particular days. I mean, I couldn't, there's no way I could keep that straight. I'm, I'm barely struggling. Well, to there's keep no way I can either. It was a week. <laughs> so like, I don't want to have to commit myself to, well, Friday, it better be about, look, if there's an episode at all on Friday, it's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> now it's truly, uh, what I can say from the struggle that I started, especially when I started literally knowing nothing about podcasting, uh, to get even that one episode out a week back in the day. Today, it's still a little bit of a struggle sometimes. The fact that you do five um, has always blown blown my mind, blown me away, because uh, I, I know, especially in the early days, how hard it was for me to even get that one episode a week. So the fact that you've consistently done the five weeks has always been an inspiration to me, even though you did steal the thunder from my initial podcast launch. I've gotten over <laughs> that mostly by now, uh, but but uh, your consistent output has been uh, always an inspiration, Tom. So it's, it's awesome seeing your show, fr- frankly, lead the way of the libertarian podcast niche. And uh, I think that every libertarian podcast quite frankly it's it's funny when i tell the story about you know the reason that i started the podcast is because i couldn't find libertarian podcasts and people you know that's that's hilarious when people hear that now because now you can't not not find a libertarian podcast i can't find someone that doesn't have a libertarian podcast uh but you know your your consistent output over these years has been a, a huge inspiration to say all right if 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 I can I can get this one done a week because Tom just did five while he was sleeping. So yeah, well that's the well, question, Tom. At what point? At what point? How many episodes in are you just going to start mixing in old episodes and be like, no one's going to know. They're not going <laughs> to yeah. figure it out. If I wrote who's, who's episode two hundred, well, the they're is, not going to know. <laughs> the thing is, I have a lot of listeners who are like attendees at a Star Trek convention. <laughs> yeah, you know, where they know more about the episodes than William Shatner does. You know, but, well wait a minute. You know when. <laughs> It's like the Simpsons episode where that the itchy, and it's like Tom. Uh, I believe you played a uh, an A flat on the yeah, Zylophone exactly, back exactly in episode. Yeah, exactly. Right. Wait, look, he he was saying things no Romulan would ever say. What, <laughs> what are you talking about? So, uh, but anyway, I was going to say that another thing that I'm I'm happy about for you guys is the, the the now the standing presumption that if there is any disagreement in the libertarian world, we're going to hash that son of a bitch out oh, yes. on Lions of yes. Liberty. I love that. 
Good for I you. I love that too. I'm a big that you fan. position yourself like that. Nobody's going to hash it out in all woods. Joe. They don't trust me. <laughs> I'm too one-sided, right? <laughs> I don't know how this happened. I don't know how I became the person that no matter what your beef is, you can trust me to judge it properly. I do try to do my best. I mean, obviously, in a lot of these things, I have somewhat of an opinion. Although I will say on the Dave Smith, Eric Brakey debate, I really didn't have an opinion. And I left. They were great. I left having mm-hmm. a strong opinion in favor of both of them. That's how good they both were. Like I really, I, I, I only, I only came away increasing my points on both sides, which made it a very difficult debate to judge, but an easy debate to host. So hosting a debate is really easy when you have people that are so amazing on both sides. So that well, part's can, easy, can I jump in I on this debate thing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I've done some debates on my show though, uh, on various topics, and not like libertarian drama and not like Dave and Eric, which I think was the best. That was so great. Um, in fact, I have Eric coming on my show tomorrow. And look, it's a mop-up show in which we're going to talk about what he said on your show, okay? <laughs> but, but It's called um, free advertising, my friends. That's how you do it. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's, that's right. how we can afford. So, so yeah, I, I've, I've done them. Uh, and, uh, but um, it was tricky. Most re- the most recent debate I did, I had Martin Koldor from Harvard Medical School, one of the great Barrington Declaration drafters, and Eric Topol, who has been I – mean, he's, he's not a closed school guy. But he's been pretty, uh, you know, doomer on the virus. And he was kind of mocking Koldorf on Twitter. And so Mr. Wise Guy here said, oh, yeah, Mr. Smart Guy, why don't you come debate him? And, and to my shock, he said, yeah, OK, fine. When? I th- oh, OK. That's awesome. And then I thought, all right, now proceed carefully, Woods. He doesn't know who you are yet. Right. <laughs> don't don't scare him away. So I'm being super nice and polite and friendly. And then I get the email. Well, I've been listening listening to some of your recent episodes, and you seem pretty opinionated. Like, Son of a! <laughs> so I said, "All right, look." And he said, "Look, this feels like it's some kind of an ambush." And the thing is, even though I can be tough on these people, I would never mislead somebody about the nature of the debate or what. I would never ambush the guy, but he doesn't know that. So I got on the phone with him. We had a very pleasant conversation, and and I even said, "Look, you you dictate to me what bio you want me to read for you, and I will just read that." So we ended up having a perfectly pleasant thing, but I came, it was, I was like this close to him saying, wait a minute, you're a propagandist. I'm out of here. <laughs> I made it happen. It was like the lions of Liberty were, 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 were smiling <laughs> down upon me or something. <laughs> Tom, all the content you've put out this year on COVID, it's been so nice to hear like a voice of reason and not just the propaganda yeah. that's all over mainstream media. Like you've really... And, and from the beginning, like you've looked into things and your opinions have changed when the data comes in as opinion should. And it's just been wonderful to have that. Yeah, well, the news, you've been nice killing it with the newsletters or the, the daily emails. I've been, I've been yeah, actually yeah. said those more to most people than, uh, than a lot of other stuff I send. I mean, my father, I now get, I don't know if he's joined the email list or not, but he's typically who I forward all your COVID he's emails to. He's down, in, he's down in the free state of Florida, though. So, you know. Um, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we want to get the good news about Florida out to the world. Mm-hmm. And I, look, I'm going to be, I want to be honest with you guys. I mean, I, you know, this is, in a way, this reminds me of my thousandth episode because it was my thousandth episode and I did a live event and I came out on stage. And even though the whole night was about the Tom Woods show, I probably spent 10 minutes talking about what a great guy Ron Paul was. You know, so now here I am on your 500th episode and you're spending all this time telling me how, what a great job I've done. I really do appreciate that. But um, but we, yeah, it's true. We, we want to get the word out about what's going on here because things are actually pretty, pretty good here. 
but I will say to to take me down a peg uh, a little bit. This is not false modesty. I'm, I'm not happy so. to admit this, but <laughs> you know, back in March when uh, I I was in New York uh, up until March sixth, so on the verge of things closing down. Uh, I was there seeing plays and having having lunch with Gene Epstein and all that. And then suddenly everything went berserk. But as it was going berserk, from the beginning, I didn't really know what we were facing. I didn't know, are 3% of Americans going to die? And like, I mean, you, you even ask yourself, among my friends, who's going to die? Like, I mean, I really did not know what was happening. And I was very nervous. And I was reading articles who I don't know who the trustworthy sources are. Who did at that point? Mm-hmm. And it, and and the math certainly seemed plausible. Well, if it spreads like this, and then we're going to have this many and this many. And so I was even saying, look, I don't know what's going on here, but I don't feel like it's my role if something that's this dangerous is out there. To if my first goal is to be the world's best libertarian, I mean, maybe at a time mm-hmm. like this, I have to just protect myself, come what may. And now I look back on that and I think, oh, even Woods. You know, when the chips were down, started to doubt. So, look, nobody's perfect. It was scary because you don't want to be the one that, you know, that you say something and then a really love a close person dies or something. Or you you never know what's going to happen. I mean, I I was scared shitless, too. I'm still scared to an extent. Like, I, I, it is a real thing. I know people that have had it that have been that it was not a good time. So it's yeah, no, a I real do think that yeah. exists. I mean, I'm not, I'm not about to deny that, but, but one thing I'm not going to be scared of at all is going to be speaking out against the, everything that's come down about it because it is absolutely hyperbolic and no one has been on the forefront of that. These last, uh, this last half a year or so than, than you, Tom. And, uh, since I have you, I know you got to get off soon. Um, it's a Monday night there, uh, out over in, in the free state of Florida, semi free state of Florida. One thing I want to ask you though, when you are approaching this issue and you're, you're presenting these, what seem like very obvious and reasonable facts regarding the charts, um, the lack of correlation between mass mandates uh, and lockdowns and basically any restriction compared to what the virus actually does. Are you ever frustrated by the fact that people don't seem to care <laughs> about, <laughs> about information, about, about the actual information themselves? It yeah, seems I, like I think, charts yeah, I are think persuasive it's... to those like me who already kind of like agree with you. But it, it, I've seen, for me anyway, maybe you have a different perspective, it's it's really hard to persuade people with that kind of information if they already are so much on the other side. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I have to say, this is probably the most demoralizing thing as a libertarian that I have observed, is uh, I, I just figured eventually people would say, look, I don't even know what the rights and wrongs are, what the true falsehoods are, and I don't know what the right numbers are, but what I do know is life is meant to be lived. And at some point we have to say, we've done everything we can, Everybody's depleted their savings and ruined their livelihoods and missed cancer screenings. And the third world is full of, you know, people starving. At some point, we can't do this anymore. You know, we just we wish you the best, but we can't. If you, if you feel unsafe, stay home. But we can't do that. I mean, it's obvious. Well, Tom, Governor, Governor Cuomo beat you to the punch. He just said that uh, a week after Biden gave it office. Yeah, I know. I know. And I did a newsletter about <laughs> that. But, he had a revelation. But I mean, Amazing. honestly, to the I Tom really, Wood show, finally. I thought yeah, this yeah. was going to happen. I thought it would happen that there would oh, be for sure. more people. Yeah. And instead everybody's got to and somebody from my high school class who actually turned out to be quite successful. Uh, just posted a thing about how he is going to start wearing two masks because if Fauci says it, he does it. <laughs> so that just So I thought, look, nope, I'm not going to jump in on his thread and deal with all his, you know, 400 idiotic friends. So I posted something entirely separate where I said, "All right, I live in Florida, I have a friend who lives in California. It's this bozo. And look at the numbers. Look at all this and that and the other thing. And then at the very end, I said, 
Now listen to all my high school friends because everybody that. else I was on my like, Facebook, I know this they is all about know. someone. <laughs> yeah, okay. Did you see that? Because I had somebody in mind. <laughs> like, I know he's all my high school in mind for sure. I said you can st- if you're still cowering, you could just knock it off. You know, because if the virus really were the cartoonish thing they say it is, this would be impossible. It would be yeah. impossible for me to. I just saw my third play recently. I mean, people are rehearsing plays in Florida. Okay, mm-hmm. this shouldn't be possible. <laughs> and yet somehow it is. And here he is breathing and living and talking somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Have they, have they been able to stage Caligula down there? Because that's my favorite. I feel it might be more difficult with the COVID era. It's a little bit of the old, you know. Caligula Live, starring Brian McLean. <laughs> that's the what I, I'm coming down, Tom. Book me a theater space. You can direct. I will, of course, be the lead actor. Well, let me tell you something, by the way, for anybody listening uh, who's, uh, I guess he's going to be in El Paso, then he's going to be in Naples, Florida, and a couple other places. But, um, Oh, now I feel I've just realized that I, that I just walked into a minefield. I shouldn't have brought this up. It's too late. Oh, now, I know where you're going. Keep going. I know where you're going, going, Tom. Too late now. Look, look, man, it's not my fucking it's fault. The, great, my the great backstabbing of the year by Tom, Tom Woods. Tom Woods. We got an F bomb. How did I know? I don't know you guys are. I don't know who's <laughs> trying to get one guest. <laughs> no, I don't blame you, Tom. I don't blame you. How the hell do man, I you're, know? Your show's much bigger. You're well respected. I'm not. Look, I'm look, a clown. Look, look, I'm just happy we're not going to talk to Tom Woods. I'm good. Yeah. No, no. I'm glad he's out there, man. I'm good. Let me tell you, Rob Schneider, the current routine that he's doing, is yep. unbelievable. Two thirds of it is against the lockdowns, and it's hysterical. Oh, nice! And people are in stitches, and they're cheering for it. Now, of course, this is a self-selected group because the only people who would dare to go out to a comedy show are ones who know it's bullshit, right? You know, so like it's that kind of group. Plus, in Florida, and and he came out and said, "Listen, it's only because of your governor that we're even able to do this today." And instead mm-hmm. of yelling "Death Santas," everyone cheered like normal people. And I can't believe—I like, don't want to—I can't believe I'm reduced to this. I don't want to cheer some governor, yeah. but geez, <laughs> at least he didn't ruin my kids' lives. I mean, I owe him that. Yes. But yeah, he has been. A sh- <laughs> you got to see his show. It yeah. is—it's just—he just—and the thing is, well, he has a was- Netflix special right now. And yeah, this show kicks the crap out of that Netflix special. Well, I think he it's was trying so to do something outdoors in. At least in California or maybe Nevada, I know like some of the outdoor theaters he was trying to do, but yeah. I just haven't seen him. So I got to try to find him and catch him, literally catch him and run him down. <laughs> he was doing like in minor league baseball stadiums for a while, yeah. mm-hmm. and now he's he's at comedy clubs that are still functioning. Like like I think he's in El Paso right as we speak, and then we saw him in Melbourne, Florida. He's going to do some more Florida dates, then Atlanta. So he's worth seeing. You just love it. Mm-hmm. You love every minute of it. All right, well, stay tuned for uh, for Rob Schneider on Electric Liberty Land with Ryan McWilliams. That's got to happen. Years, two it's years coming. from today. It's coming. <laughs> well, listen, listen, listen. Um, I'll, I'll tell you this. He told me the other day he wants to come back on. And when we're done, I'm going to make a plug for you guys, and we'll see. What I would going. love there that. We go. I, would, I would like it if you got, could gently. <laughs> Now, Gently then I and if you don't get a plug, I'll just we'll just send him this audio clip of the talking about the plug. So either way, yeah, yeah there yeah. you go, right? Yeah, and 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 then I'll have to think of what does old Mark Claire owe the old man after I make that happen? Ah, <laughs> well, uh, just ask for a lock of his hair. That's always entertaining. <laughs> or an eyebrow. An eyebrow would be good. Just one. Well, unlike me, he can spare it. 
Yeah, well, well yeah, I, I am planning to t- pay a visit to the free state of Florida very soon and uh, possibly uh, hopefully before then. But I would I am my goal. One of my goals this year, I have many goals, is to make it to the live 2000th episode of the Tom Woods show in Florida. Yeah, so that is that is my eye is on that prize because I'd love. to. Well, can, it, I, so. can I say a quick thing about you that? Tell me we, what I owe you. Wrap up. Yeah. I don't have a page for it yet. Um, I think I've pretty much finalized the venue and it's it's a Disney kid, World so. Epcot Center. It's let's just say it's a it's a really good hotel slash resort that you walk into this thing and you say something serious is going on here. Like it is an awesome place. But Hedonism too. Have, Been there. It, Great place. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> what, what, say again. <laughs> Hedonism too. Yes, I know the island. <laughs> Wait till you see this place though. It's really good. But my plans are I'm going to have a couple of surprise guests that no one's going to know about. Uh, and no, they are not Ron Paul. I almost feel like I have to put. Plus surprise guests, parentheses, not Ron Paul. Okay, everyone would have have guessed that. That's not a surprise. No, I have a couple of surprise guests, but we're going to do some fun things, uh, including, first of all, I'm going to have a rematch with that cheater, Eric July, who beat me in the dad joke contest. He's coming back, and the correct person's going to win that. But in addition to doing like a libertarian celebrity family feud, where it's all libertarian questions, and in addition to a roast of a well-known libertarian celebrity, um, I have a guy. I mean, you guys, we all love Penn and Teller, the magicians. And they have a they have a really – a lot of people don't know they have a great TV show called Fool Us. And the idea is magicians mm-hmm. go on there and perform. And if, if it stumps Penn and Teller, then they get to open for their Vegas show. And they get a big – they get a trophy. So there's a guy who goes by the name Doc Dixon. Turns out he's a listener of mine, gets my newsletter. He goes on Penn and Teller Fool Us. He fools them, gets the trophy, the whole thing. So I found out he wrote to me. I said, well, you got to come on my show. So I had him on my show. So then he finds out I'm doing a 2000th episode. And he writes to me and says, would you like me to saw you in half with a chainsaw at your 2000th episode? <laughs> and I said, I would. There is nothing in this world I want more than that. So it's just going to be like wacko, off the wall, unexpected things. Just That's fun, awesome. all night fun. You don't yeah, tell well, people ahead of time, Tom, that it's going to happen. Everyone's but gonna it's going to be that real. good that I can even give the magic away, and it'll still be good. <laughs> and also, also let, me say, let me say, I'm the sort of person who I buy somebody a Christmas gift two weeks before Christmas, and every day between that day and Christmas is like torture. I am <laughs> dying to tell them what I got them. So there is no way I'm going to be able to hold on for months and months and months about being sawn in half. Not happening. <laughs> Well, we will be there. I think the I think the Lions can make that uh, that happen. That would be sure. great. And I mean, look, you're yeah. going to see so many people you haven't seen in years. You know, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be a blast. Well, Tom, thank you so much for Sounds coming awesome. on. I know, uh, you know, in the free state of Florida, you're a little bit ahead in time there, so I know you got to get up early tomorrow. But uh, I really do appreciate you popping on, Tom. And uh, we will do our best to see you saw it in half in person. That's that's a personal goal that I have. For the, that for would be lines. great. Well. Uh, congratulations to to everybody uh, involved in Lions of Liberty. Fantastic job. Thanks so much, Tom. All right, kiddos. Thanks again to Tom Woods and Pete Quinones for joining us there in the first portion of Lions 500, the 500th episode spectacular of the flagship show right here on lions of liberty of course it's not just me on the flagship no lions of liberty is so much more than that it is the greatest libertarian variety show on 
Earth. We also have Brian McWilliams hitting you upside the head every single Wednesday with his weekly shot of comedy, culture, and liberty on Electric Liberty Land, while John Odermatt wraps things up on Thursdays with his awesome new show, a tremendous extension from the work he did for many, many years on Felony Friday. Well, now he's got Finding Freedom, still tackling a lot of that same criminal justice stuff while expanding outside that bubble as well, helping people find freedom in their own lives in so many ways. There is no better time to be jumping on board the Lions of Liberty. And as a bonus to all of you, of course, it was a big, big bonus to our patrons. Our patrons got to watch this entire show live, streaming live in our Facebook. I also posted the entire video uh, to them uh, through the Patreon group uh, for our $10 and higher members. And they also got to hear the full, raw, uncensored version, uh, whereas you guys are getting this slightly cut down, slightly broken up show right here. But if you do enjoy the work we do, if you have been a fan of ours over the years, I would ask you to consider for as little as $5 a month, you can help us grow this show, help support what we are doing here at Lions of Liberty. We really do pour our hearts and souls into this thing. And I know all three of us are looking to change directions in our lives in many ways, including being able to do this full time. We are really at a point where we are growing more than ever. And uh, we have seen such growth and such tremendous traction with the audience, especially in the last year, uh, especially with everything going on with coronavirus. Uh, you know, so many people were, you know, might have been worried that, you know, might have been thinking we might lose money, might be losing support. We've been gaining support. We've been gaining tremendous amounts of support uh, from so many libertarians out there, new libertarians, people that are just curious, people that are just supportive of what we're doing here. Uh, and it means so much to us. We are always growing and always looking to put more and more into the show. And it's you guys out there that give us the power to do that by listening and by donating through Patreon. Of course, you can also uh, toss one-time donations our way through PayPal at paypal.me slash Lions of Liberty. You can also go over to our main website, lionsofliberty.com for uh, various ways you can donate through cryptocurrencies as well. So there are very many, many ways that you can help support our mission here at Lions of Liberty. Of course, the easy way, the easy way that doesn't even cost you a dime is to leave us a five-star rating and a great review on iTunes on Apple Podcasts. Uh, That is the number one way to continue to rise, to trick those darn algorithms into supporting the ideas of liberty. Uh, So thanks to all of you who have supported us over the years. And for those of you that just could not get enough, for those of you that want a lot more drunken talk and drunken memories and antics and reflections on Lions of Liberty for years past, stay tuned. Part two will be here very, very shortly. Until next time, my friends. Live long and live free.